Chapter Ten of Rick and Ruddy by Howard Garris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Allison Hester. Chapter Ten. Sally is caught. Sally, the big gray cat, was so huddled up among the dried leaves of the forest that at first Ruddy could see nothing of the trap. It was down in a hollow, and Sally was lying close to a stump. But Ruddy was a bird dog and like all his kind he was used to nosing around among dried leaves after quail pheasants or other game and seeing sally lying so still among the dried foliage and not getting up to rub noses with him as she always did since they became friends not seeing sally do this ruddy knew something was wrong even if sally had not told him he began to nose around among the leaves to find out what was the matter once when ruddy was a puppy his mother had taken him and some of the other small dogs out in the fields and one of ruddy's brothers had been nipped on the leg by a large ground mole that the puppy had caught as it was trying to burrow under the earth and leaves ruddy remembered that his puppy brother had howled and had held his paw down among the bushes while the mole clung to it much as sally hid her leg in the leaves now there must be something fast to sally's leg thought ruddy in dog fashion and there was it was the trap into which sally had stepped a trap hidden under the dried foliage where she had not seen it ruddy nosed among the leaves much as he would have nosed to find a game bird for which he was searching and soon he uncovered the trap he happened to touch it with his nose and as he did so sally gave a soft cry it hurt her leg to have the trap moved. Ruddy stopped at once. Animals know when one of their kind is hurt, and often they do all they can to help. Ruddy wanted to help Sally now. He wanted to help her out of the trap. The trap was made of steel, and it had two jaws that opened, being held apart when the trap was set by a catch. There was a round, flat piece of steel, about as large as a fifty-cent piece, and on this round bit of metal, called a pan, whoever set the trap had put some bait. Any animal that touched the pan, in trying to get the bait, would move the catch, and the strong spring would snap the jaws of the trap together, holding fast anything that was between them. And it was poor Sally's paw that was now in the jaws of the trap. Sally had been wandering around in the woods, among the leaves, for she liked to hear them rattle and rustle, as did Ruddy. Sometimes Sally caught grasshoppers or crickets in the woods, but this time she was caught herself, caught in the trap before she knew it. Ruddy looked at Sally's paw, and then at Sally, and then at the trap. He was beginning to understand what had happened. Animals seem to grow wiser once they have been trapped, or see one of their kind held between the steel jaws. Ruddy was wondering how he could help Sally. There was only one way, so it seemed to the red-brown dog. He must have known that he could not open the trap. He might have been strong enough, but he did not know just the secret of springing apart the steel jaws. So Ruddy tried the next best thing. As tenderly as he could, Ruddy took hold of Sally by the loose skin at the back of the cat's neck. Ruddy remembered how, in the stable where he first lived, he had once seen a mother cat carry her kittens in this way, by the back of the neck. So being careful not to bite Sally in his teeth, 
which soon would be strong enough to crush bones, Ruddy tried to lift Sally up and out of the trap. But he soon stopped when the cat gave a howl of pain. And no wonder Sally meowed to show that she was hurt. Her paw was pinched in the trap, and pulling her up by the back of her neck, as Ruddy was doing, made the pain worse. Ruddy let go of Sally as soon as he heard her cry. He knew the language of pain as well as he knew the cat's talk of friendship. Sally, with her tongue, began to lick the paw at the part nearest the trap. Doing that seemed to ease the ache somewhat. Ruddy moved back a little and sat down among the leaves. He looked again at Sally, at her paw, and at the trap. Plainly, Ruddy was puzzled as what to do next to help his friend. Ruddy could see a chain on the trap. It was like the chain by which he was sometimes fastened in his kennel. The other end of the chain was fast to a log. If it had not been for this, Sally might have limped off on three legs, carrying the trap snapped shut on her other paw. For the trap was not a large one, being set only to catch rats or mice. Often wild animals drag away with them traps by which they have been caught. This is why hunters fasten the traps to heavy logs or stumps. Reddy knew it was of no use to try to gnaw through the steel chain or steel trap. He could gnaw wood, but not iron or steel. And after trying once more to paw around in the leaves, hoping he might free Sally from the trap, the dog gave it up. And then came to Ruddy the right thought. He would go get the boy, Rick, his master. Rick meant everything now in the dog's small world. There was nothing Rick could not do. He could easily open this trap. Ruddy would go get Rick. As soon as that thought came to him, as it must have come, or why did he act as he did, Ruddy gave a bark and started off. Sally uttered a mournful meow as she saw her friend leaving, but Ruddy turned and barked at her, barked just once. But there was such meaning in that little bark, it was as if he had said, don't you worry or be afraid, Sally. I'm not going to leave you for long. I'm going for help. I can't get that trap open myself, but Rick can. I'm going for Rick. And then away leaped Ruddy through the woods, scattering the dry leaves and looking back once more as he came to the edge of the forest to let Sally see he had not forgotten her. By leaps and bounds, Ruddy hurried through the clumps of trees. He leaped little brooks, and once, coming to a pond that was rather wide, he swam it, rather than lose time by going around. He was in a hurry to get his master to help Sally. In a few minutes, so fast did he run, Ruddy was in his kennel yard, back of the house. Rick was just coming home from school with his sister Maisie. Oh, there he is! cried Rick as soon as he saw his dog. I was afraid the old ragged sailor had taken you away. Ruddy leaped about his master, who patted him on the head. Ruddy had no time now to think about ragged sailors, if, indeed, he knew what they were. He wanted to help Sally. Catching hold of Rick's coat, Ruddy began to pull. He gave two or three tugs and yanks, and then, letting go, ran a little way along the path toward the woods. Then he stopped, looked back at Rick, and barked. It was the first time Rick had ever seen his dog act this way, 
and he did not know what it meant. He looked at his pet. "'What is it, old fellow? What's the matter?' asked Rick. "'Dear me, can't you understand how slow you are?' said Ruddy in dog language, which, of course, Rick could not hear. "'Why, when you want me to come with you, all you have to do is call me once and I come, or you only have to whistle. Now I want you to come with me to help Sally, and I've got to pull you along and bark and run on ahead and look back and run back. Dear me, how slow you are. As Rick did not at once come when Ruddy invited him, the dog ran back again, once more grasped his master by the coat and pulled a second time. He did not let go so soon now, and actually dragged Rick along a few steps. "'Come on! Come on!' said Ruddy, as plainly as it could be said by any dog. "'Oh, he wants you to come and play with him!' exclaimed Maisie. "'No, it isn't that,' her brother answered. "'Ruddy would just as soon play here in the yard as anywhere else. He must want me to come in the woods. Well, I'll go, old fellow!' No sooner did Rick start to follow Ruddy than the dog gave every sign of being pleased. He barked joyfully, leaped about, ran on ahead, and then ran back to put his cold nose against Rick's hand. It was as though Ruddy was afraid Rick would not keep on following. But the boy did, though he could not guess what it was all about. Maisie wanted to come also, but Rick said she had better not, so he sent her home, then he saw Chot crossing the fields and called to his chum. "'What's the matter?' asked Chot, for he could tell by Rick's voice that something had happened. "'I don't know what it is,' Rick answered, "'but Ruddy pulled at my coat and he wants me to come with him.' "'Oh, I know what that means,' cried Chot. "'I've often read that dogs do that when they've caught something too big for them. Maybe he's treed a bear in the woods, Rick.' Chot's eyes shone with excitement. "'There aren't any bears around here,' Rick said. "'But I guess Ruddy has found something in the woods he wants me to see.' "'I'll come with you,' offered Chot. And a little later, Ruddy led the two boys straight to the place where poor Sally was held a prisoner to the trap. "'Oh, look!' cried Chot as he saw the gray animal fast among the leaves. It's a big squirrel, caught in a bush. No, it's Mrs. Watson's cat, Sally, exclaimed Rick. She's in a trap. Poor thing. Sally meowed as she saw Ruddy coming back with the boys. The dog leaped about and barked, as if he were saying, as he really was, There you are, Sally. I brought someone to help you. Thank you, Sally must have answered. But she spoke in a very weak voice, for she was in much pain. As tenderly as they could, Rick and Shot took the trap off the cat's paw. Her leg was lame and sore, but it was not broken, I'm glad to say. She limped as she walked, and when Shot saw this, he said, I'll carry her. Say, but your dog is smart, Rick, to come get help for a cat in a trap. Yes, Ruddy is a smart dog, agreed Rick. I hope the sailor tramp doesn't come and take him away. Rick had not lost that fear, which stayed with him for many days. 
he and chot took turns carrying sally home and very glad the cat was to rest in the arms of the kind boys ruddy leaped along with them now and then giving loud barks at least that is all they sounded like to chot and his chum but really ruddy was talking to sally as he trotted along beside her it was more than a week before sally could step on her sore paw meanwhile she stayed in her own yard at the house where she lived with mrs watson her mistress ruddy came over to see her each day and the two became better friends than ever mrs watson thanked rick and ruddy for having brought home her pet cat and as for ruddy sally's mistress saved for him every nice bone she got from the butchers i never knew a dog who was so smart she said and it's remarkable how he seems to like sally especially when he used to chase her so at first one day when he came home from school rick asked his mother if he might go to the woods to see if he could get some chestnuts yes she answered but don't stay too long don't get lost as you once did and be home before dark rick promised to be careful and to be home before supper and then taking a cloth salt bag in which to carry the chestnuts if he should find any he started off with ruddy following and the dog leaped about and barked happily nothing pleased him more than going to the woods with rick now chestnut trees were rather hard to find in the forest near where rick lived the blight had killed many of them and some did not have any nuts on them so it was not until he had gone more than a mile into the woods before the small boy found a place where the ground was fairly well covered with the brown nuts now i'll get some cried rick as he began picking them up i'll take some home and Maisie and i can roast them on the stove after supper while rick picked up the nuts ruddy raced here and there he was having as much fun as was his master at last the boy saw no more nuts on the ground but there were many on the tree and rick began to look for a way to climb up and shake them down the chestnut trunk was too big for him to span with his arms so he started up a slim maple that grew next to it rick was a good tree climber but today he was out of luck he managed to scramble up a few feet and then he suddenly slipped in a queer way one leg was caught fast between the trunk of the maple and a slim branch and the next rick knew he was lying on his back on the ground under the tree with one leg stuck almost upright and held fast rick was caught almost as if he were in a trap End of chapter 10